Happy New Year, amigos. Welcome back to the first episode. Our first episode back in 2018. I hope you guys had an incredible new year. My name is Carlos Whitaker, or Carlos Enrique and I'm your host here at Parent Q Live. Listen, um, 2018's already been an incredible year. I mean, Mariah got redemption in New York City. I mean, did you guys see that? It was it was absolutely incredible. I mean, there's been all kinds of great things that have that have happened in 2018 already. I hope your 2018 is just like Mariah's first night of 2018, and that things are incredible. Um, we we have so many so many good things planned for 2018 that I want you guys today. Literally, like, like right now, before this even starts, I want you to text somebody that's a parent and let them know, guys, this is the year that I become more intentional about my parenting. This is the year. And the way you can do that is subscribe to Parent Q Live with Carlos Enrique Guzman because we are going to be having a great, great time. Speaking of great time, today... Today is going to be a great time. We've got one of my one of my favorite communicators when it comes to teens. Really, when I say that, um, I, I want to let you know um, about something we're going to be talking about in just a second. His name is Josh Ship with two P's. Ship with two P's, and he's got this book. Listen, um, I'm I'm not a, listen. I'm not a big reader, but this this book, the Grown Up Guides to Teenage Humans. Hello, you can you can go ahead and order that now before you even listen to Josh. He's got such a great story. He's a masterful communicator. He's a great ideator, um, and and not only do teenagers love him, but parents love him because he seems to be one of those missing links. What or really give us? He's not the missing link. We don't all need Josh to like follow us around every day, but he definitely gives us a lot of the missing links between how we're communicating with our kids, how we understand our kids, what is it exactly about teenagers that make them click. So without further ado, guys, we're just going to jump right in to the interview with Josh Ship. You guys sit back, relax. And if you got a teenager, I promise you this is going to be an interview for you. Enjoy. Hey, Josh, it's so good to be here with you today. We get to talk about something really, really fun and honest as parents. I know you have two amazing kids. They're outstanding. You love them. So let's just, I'm going to go ahead and just disclaimer to our audience. You love your children. Oh, sure. Talk about Most of the time. Most Say of the time. Say great things about your kids. We all love our children. But I'm going to ask you a really personal question for a second. Can they sometimes be annoying I don't even believe that this is a real question. I mean, this this feels like fake news. I mean, come on, <laughs> of course. And I, I mean, this is why this topic is so interesting to me because it it hits so close to home. I mean, you know, of course we all love our kids. I mean, anyone that'd be listening to a parenting podcast, you love your kids, you want to grow, you want to get closer to them, do a better job as a parent. Um, but my kids can undoubtedly annoy me. And, you know, sometimes my reaction to that, I go, yeah, you handled that pretty well. And then sometimes my reaction <laughs> to it is just like completely the opposite of what I would advocate anyone to do. 
Right. So it's not like you look back at all, every moment and you're like, I would advise every parent to respond to no. annoying behavior that no. way. Yeah. <laughs> no, I also, I mean, of course it's important to lead by example, but I also like to lead by unexample. Yeah. I think that's very important <laughs> as a leader. <laughs> so what are some things that just when you're raising little people, you've got toddlers or kids, elementary school or teenagers, what are some things that just younger people sometimes do that annoy adults? Yeah, well, let me, again, this topic hits close to home. So let me start with my own children. So I have an eight-year-old boy and a six-year-old girl. And my eight-year-old son, you know, he is unbelievably persistent. (laughs) Uh, And sometimes this is awesome because he can be very determined on things that might be difficult, like he doesn't give up easily. But also that bites me in the butt because when he's like angling and trying to like persuade me about something, that same sort of trait shows up. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, to give like a silly example, he'll he'll say to me like, Dad, can we play Legos? And I'll be like in the middle of some writing project or doing some sort of work thing. So I say what most parents say to like, you know, just sort of like throw the kid a bone. I say like, yeah, just a minute, which I really mean, (laughs) like, please forget about this and like leave me alone so I can finish this thing. Right. I'm just being honest. And then my son will go and set a 60 second timer and then like stand there in front of me and like just let it beep and he won't stop. And though that's like a silly example, his persistence, um, it does annoy me so much. And, you know, the thing, and then my daughter, she's, she can be sort of bossy, stubborn, loud, these sorts of things. And, and that annoys me. Like she can shriek at, at me. She can speak disrespectfully to me, my wife, her brother, these sorts of things, but she has a very strong personality. And so, my whole thing in this conversation, and I'll be honest, it's something that I screw up probably 50% of the time, is this idea of, you know, what if a kid's, um, you know, most annoying trait is actually their biggest talent in disguise? Mm. And w- when I think about that, I, I know deep down it's true. There's actually some interesting research to support that it's true. Uh, it, and at the same time, it's just so dang difficult in the moment to remember that Mm. uh and and so i tend to just try to like shut it down like you know and not see the positive at all so i mean what is it that you think is in us as parents that sometimes when our kids have that behavior that just kind of gets under our skin or it pushes our button or whatever it is that becomes annoying what yes why do we just react the way they react? I mean, what prevents us from having that perspective of, oh, this is really a positive character trait? It's interesting because <clears throat> my daughter is more like me. So I'm more sort of strong-willed, um, bullheaded. I'm going to charge through. I can unintentionally hurt people's feelings. I can, I'm more like that. My wife is more like our son, he's a bit more tender-hearted. He's more in tune to people's emotions. And so it's interesting. I can deal with our daughter a bit easier. Her annoying traits don't trigger me as quickly or as often because I go, oh, 
this is like a little version of me in a dress, <laughs> right? Which which I think everyone wants to picture. I think yeah. everyone wants to take a picture. Especially with this new imagine. beard you've got going. That's that's great. It's, yeah. It, yes, I think me bearded in a dress is just <laughs> it's just a beautiful image. What's not annoying about to, that? To well, or alarming, <laughs> I would say, more accurately. Um but but with our daughter, it's like her brand of annoyance. I go, oh, this is like a mini version of me. I I know how to combat this. I know what's going on here. But with my wife, it triggers her. And then uh, on the opposite, our son, uh, his sort of persistence, his, you know, he'll emotionally sort of shut down or just like, you know, uh, just throw a fit over things. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, are we really having a meltdown over this stuff? Because I'm not, I don't, I lead with my head, not my heart. Uh, like, like I don't get that. So, so my son, it's, it's because it, it's almost like it's, it's a, it's a strength or a weakness I don't have within me. Therefore, it's foreign to me. It triggers me. Like, like my, my son can take me from like zero to ten, like frustration or annoyance or anger so quickly. Uh, and I think it's because it it hits at my own insecurities or weaknesses or vulnerabilities or things that aren't finely so, tuned and de- and developed in me. So familiarity plays a role, right? I think you're you're leaning into something of when it feels familiar, it's easier to empathize or it's easier to right. maybe to put on uh, that that sense of I can put myself in your shoes. I think I can relate to that in a sense of when my kids were younger and toddlers and there would be a meltdown over not cutting the sandwich the right way. (sighs) It's hard as an adult sometimes to get empathetic in a moment when you think I can't rationally get my brain around this situation and why it matters. Uh, So it's easy as adults to lose that sense of empathy with a child, with the way they see the world, with the way that they're processing it, Uh, whether that's because they have a dissimilar personality from you which you're talking about or whether they're just at a different age in life stage of life exactly it's that ability to relate um, that sometimes gets unfamiliar how can we begin to change our perception though how can we begin to have that opposite response where it goes okay in for just a minute I want to begin to see this annoying trait that you have and give it the best possible explanation Right. Well, I mean, I think there's a couple things here. Uh, number one, realizing that, you know, that you know, what if what if my question is true? What if a kid's most annoying trait is actually their biggest talent in disguise? Um, and again, there's some fascinating research by the Gallup organization, which studies like these you know, millions of successful individuals as adults, and and sort of ties to how. You know this this strength of theirs, which led them to be successful, often first bubbles to the surface as an annoyance. So, I, I think having can you that give us an example mo- of that real quick? Give us an ex- oh, sure. just a tangible example. What does that look like? There's tons of them. I mean, I, I mean, an interesting example. Shonda Rhimes. Um, she's a screenwriter. She wrote like Grey's Anatomy, 
and a bunch of other shows. She got in trouble for like lying as a kid, just constantly sort of lying, making up outlandish tales. Now, sometimes, I mean, because really, what is screenwriting other than sort of glorified lying, right? You're, you're <laughs> making up like things and backstories and characters mm. that, that don't exist. So, and now that's something that's that's harnessed, mm. that she uses for good, um, right. yeah. and that's celebrated. So. To me, that's what it is. It's, it's not, you know, I put it like this. I, th- I think about what does it look like to both draw the line with a kid? You know, so if Shonda was my daughter, be like, you know, honey, you can't, you can't lie to your mother or not. Like that's, that's inappropriate. So, so both draw the line, but, but point to another line available. Like, hey, you know, I, I, I think you're super creative. I think, you know, you enjoy making up these stories and this and that. So let's, Let's try to find a healthy outlet for that. Let's find a place where where this can be used and developed and and moved from an annoyance or something that gets you in trouble to something that could be a strength or a talent and something that could serve you or others. That's great. So and, and there I, mean, I didn't cue you up for this. Examples of this. What if we played like a little roulette game and we just went through some behaviors and I said Tell me what's positive about this one. <laughs> I actually, you know what? Without you even setting me up, I literally made a list because <laughs> this is something I wish I could have had time to fit in. I want that list. I want that list. Well, you're about to get that list. Great. Just, just stand by. <laughs> this is something I wish I could have somehow worked in the TED Talk, um, but the TED Talk was only seven minutes, so I didn't have time. So here's here's a list quickly of like eight or ten things. So sort of. I'm going to I'm going to first say like the annoying thing yeah. and then maybe what the talent in disguise could be. So here we go. Bossy, leader, defiant, determined, demanding, assertive, emotional, thoughtful, impulsive, bold, hmm. lying, creative writer. loud confident manipulative negotiator mean powerful uh, quiet thoughtful stubborn this is my son stubborn persistent uh, sensitive caring that's so that's a that's, that's great yeah if I think I, I want us to actually print out this list for our listeners and pause right there because there are moments as a parent when I just I could go down that list and say right now there's this thing and it's this character trait that just gets under my skin or it's just pushing my button or whatever it is. Yes. And I would circle it. And I think as a parent, if we could begin to circle it and name it and go, that's the thing that I react to in a way that I don't like as a parent. You know, you yes. have those moments when you look back, like you were talking to earlier, where you go, I don't like what I just did there. Exactly. If we, could, if we could look back and go, we were responding to one of those first words that you named, but we start to shift it over to that second word and view that character trait in a different way. How could that change our behavior, our, our response, you know, on our best days when we get it right? Of course, of course. And, and- trying to do particularly with my son i mean honestly on this topic i feel like i have more questions than i do answers but 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 that is my reality like with my son i know that his stubbornness 
is persistence, it's endurance. These are things that will serve him, that will help him. So when when it shows, because it shows up in my face, not as persistence, right? Because that's like, right. oh, wow, right. I've got a persistent son. Yeah. It shows up as this annoying, awful thing that's like let trying it go, to attack, let it go. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's trying to like attack me right. and, and bring out the worst in me as a father. And I think, you know, inevitably when our kids, when our teens annoy us, trigger us, as parents, we tend to do one of two things. We either flip in or we flip out. Hmm. We just go like, I don't want to bother with this. I don't want to deal with it. This is annoying. Like, I, I don't want to, I don't, I, I don't even got the energy to draw the line, right. let alone do some stupid creative thing, like try to figure out how this could be a talent, yeah. <laughs> right? Because you're, you're exhausted, you're just tired of it. Or if you're my personality type, you flip out, you overreact, you, um, you know, not only draw the line, but you like erase the line. You know, it's, you know, my challenge with my son is not to, it, it not just redirect like what's, what's truly inappropriate. Cause I'm not saying we let kids do whatever they want in the name of like developing talents. M- my challenge, cause I'm someone who flips out is to, to while drawing a boundary, identify and, and, and harbor what is good in there mm. and not squelch it or mm. mute it. Like, like my goal, you know, if, if your kid is like sensitive and caring, like my son is, you know, my message should, to him shouldn't be man up or stop crying or suck it up or, or, or whatever. It should be, Hey, let's like, like I need to preserve that. That's mm. that empathy that he has is a good thing. I just need to create some boundaries around it and opportunities and outlets where he can develop it for good. Mm. It's it's not just we're none of us are just born with this uh, with these traits and behaviors always being used at good as good. We figure them out often by being annoying with them, getting in trouble for them, mm. uh, these sorts of things. So I think of two different scenarios as we're having this conversation related to other adults who are in our kids' lives. And I'll just pause for a second because I go two different directions in this. And one is, I think sometimes I can be the adult that gets most annoyed by the kids that are in my own home because that trait can, you know, I get it maybe at its worst moments or most frequently. And so there can be these moments where other adults who see my kid in different circumstances and different scenarios uh, actually may be better at identifying those positive oh, yeah. characteristics. Oh, totally. And so sometimes as a parent, it's very humbling, um, but it's also very real to begin to allow another adult to, to lean in and go, hey, 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 actually, I see this positive thing under the oh, surface yeah. with a characteristic that's driving you crazy. Uh, and oh, it, totally. can, it can be encouraging, I think, to let that sink in. And then on the reverse side, as a parent, if you begin to see those things, how would you say that we can lead other adults who might get annoyed by our kids to begin to see our kids in a new light or you know, shape how they see? I mean, that's kind of tricky. How could you go about telling another adult, you know, yes, I, I do see that my son is persistent or my son is, you know, always, always, always you know, pursuing that. But here's how I've yes. changed how I see about that. Well, I, I think, number one, you have to name the elephant in the room. 
and, and I wouldn't use flowerly, vague, <laughs> or even or even optimistic language. Like I would name the annoyance directly mm-hmm. to the adult, right? So right now I'm thinking of like my mother-in-law, who's awesome. <laughs> she's local. She watches the kids sometimes, but but these annoying traits in our like it, it drives her crazy. So if I can have a conversation with her. And start with empathy. So I'm not going to be like, you know, he's really um, persistent and resilient. It's that's not going to connect with her like frustration. <laughs> right. I'm going to say, hey, Roxanne, you know what? You're totally right. Our son is unbelievably stubborn and relentless, and it drives me crazy too. Mm. You're you are totally validated in feeling that like it's you're not alone you're not a bad person like he can totally be annoying sometimes in that way he here's how here's what i'm trying to here's how i'm trying to view this mm. that, that that this is that this is persistence mm. and and that, that this is something good in him so when he inevitably annoys you again because it's going to happen right um you know could you could you do this and that could you could you do this and try to redirect it mm-hmm. you know I, I i think i think that responsibility falls on me as a parent to do the hard work the legwork the homework to figure out what is that what is that yes and what is that you know of course roxanne draw the boundary this is you know if you're watching them in your home like you're going to have your rules you know, do your thing i'm not saying you know let our kids get away with whatever. Uh, but also, could you do this? Also, could you ask him this key question that we've been doing? Could you also, you know, tell him to go outside and, and run around for five minutes? Because that tends to help. So I, I think, you know, any sort of adult that you would trust to, to be in your kid's life anyway, they want to do the right thing. Uh, just help them do the right thing. Because as a parent, you're ultimately the best student of your son or daughter not, you know, not your in-laws or grandparents or or whoever else. That's great. I love this conversation. I think that applies in so many different areas. Uh, As a former teacher, I can think back to many teacher conferences, you know, as parents, when you can come alongside another person and begin to say, here's the thing that sometimes frustrates us as adults, but at the same time, there's so much potential. There's so much for their future. If we can harness it the right way, if we can lead the right way and shape the right way, there's something good that can come out of that. I love the perspective that you have um, and that you've delivered so clearly in your TED Talk. We'll put that link also in show notes for today's episode so that everybody can listen to that where you've got more stories about people, where their annoying traits showed up, what yeah. it turned into as they grew up, and that list of characteristics. Thank you for joining us today for this conversation about annoying kids and the potential Mm -hmm. of what that can be. My pleasure. What did I say, guys? So, so good. Listen, I, I, I hate to even say this, but I made my teenagers listen to that with me. I've got a 15-year-old and a 14-year-old. And goodness gracious, sometimes I don't even believe that they're human. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Um, but the humanity came out in them. And what was great about it was that they were actually agreeing with a lot of what Josh was saying. Our teenagers want structure. Listen, they they, they want us to parent them, um, but we've got to do it a little bit differently. So let's do this. Um, let's talk about the cue for a second. What, what was the cue? 
make an honest effort to see the annoying trait positively. Okay, it may be hard in the moment, but remember that trait that annoys you now, it's likely going to make them successful as a teenager and as an adult. So pause and remind yourself that this trait serves a purpose. That is the cue for today. What is it? What is that annoying thing that drives you crazy about your kid and remember that thing is going to serve them well. So again, I say this all the time with my 14-year-old daughter. Um, she is fire. She is lightning. She is, gosh, so much sass. And the thing that I would, again, lean towards doing a lot with her is putting the fire out. But that's not what we need to do. That's not what I need to do. I don't need to put the fire out. I just need to make sure that the fire doesn't burn down the forest. Okay, guys, hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview. We're going to have a recap of this episode. It is going to be at theparentq.org slash episode 56. That's theparentq.org slash episode 56. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening to Parent Q Live. If this podcast has helped you in any way, shape, or form, please share it. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, give us five stars. It really helps get the word out. And um, gosh, I really, really enjoy um, hanging out with you guys because what's happening now, this is crazy. After a year hosting this thing, as I'm traveling around the country, I'm finding people that are listening to the podcast that, that don't even, they have no idea who I am except for this, which is fantastic. I am just the voice in your head saying, listen, you guys can, along with me, figure out how to do family better. This is Carlos, and I will talk to you guys soon. Mm.